Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. God made you unique for a reason. You matter. You have a gift hidden on the inside of you that will lead you to your life's purpose. It is a God-given gift, a kingdom purpose that only you can fulfill. One of my favorite quotes of all time is this, and it says, somebody's future will not begin until you walk into it. So if you listen to episode one of the Uncommon Team podcast, you probably learned that it took me years to discover what my God-given gift was. For so many years, I wondered why I was created. What was the purpose of my life? And honestly, I wondered if I even had a purpose. Now I know so much more of the Bible. I know that we were all created for a purpose. And so that's why I want to talk about this. Because so many times when we think about those who are gifted, have talents or things like that, we think about the people that are in view of everybody. Maybe the ones that can sing really well, or they can play guitar really well, or maybe they're extremely good at sports. These are what we think of when we think of gifts. People who are out in front of everybody and they just have these amazing talents, right? But what if you were like me? And you know that those are not your God-given gifts. What if it seems like, like me, you don't have a God-given gift? That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk how to discover the God-given gift and purpose in your life. You know, sometimes maybe you do have the gift of singing or playing an instrument or playing sports. That's awesome. But even in those moments, we have to think about why is it that God gave us those specific gifts? Because it may not be what everybody else is doing. And sometimes I think we struggle with discovering our gifts because our gift and our purpose are so ingrained in who we are that sometimes we don't even realize we have a gift. I heard a story of this girl who felt just like I did. She was good at certain things, but she wasn't really great at anything. She didn't feel like she had a purpose. Then one day she decided to take a quiz called The Five Love Languages for Teens by Gary Chapman and discovered that her gift was acts of service. That's not something that she ever thought about. So when she saw that her gift was acts of service, she thought it was a little interesting and kind of just brushed it off. Well, a couple weeks after she took that quiz, her church was having a cleanup day in their community. And of course, she signed up because she loves helping at the church. While she was helping with the service, she couldn't help but notice how much she really enjoyed doing that. She didn't want to quit when the time was up. She could have kept going on for hours. That's when it hit her. She had a gift to serve others. Her heartbeat was to help others in their time of need. So just like this girl, you have been given a gift specifically by God to lead you to your divine purpose. Every single one of us has a God-given gift. Your gift is unique. Know that it won't look like anybody else's gift. 
Romans 5, 4 through 8 says, For as we have many members in one body, he's talking about all our different body parts that we have in our one body. So for as we have many members in one body, but all the members or body parts do not have the same function. Our eyes don't have the same function as our feet and our feet don't have the same function as our hands, right? They're all created to do different things. So we, Christians, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that was given to us, let us use them. So what God is saying through Paul in these verses is he created each one of us different and unique because our purpose in the body of Christ, our purpose in his kingdom is specific to the people that we're going to encounter. It's specific to the destiny that God has called us to fulfill. You have a gift that is hidden inside of you, but how do you discover that gift? Your God-given gift is revealed in faithfulness. Faithfulness is what reveals our God-given gift. And I want you to think about, have you been faithful? Have you been faithful in doing the chores at your house? Have you been faithful in getting your homework done on time? Have you been faithful in showing up to youth ministry on time or showing up to work on time? It's in the little things. We need to make sure that we're faithful. Choose one area of your life and start there and become faithful. Now, don't feel like you have to get stuck in perfection. If you miss a day of reading your Bible or you're late to youth ministry one night or you don't do your chores like you should one day, you know what? Ask for forgiveness if you need to and then start over the next day. Don't beat yourself up over it if you mess up. Because what happens when we do that, when we beat ourselves up, is we just give up. You know, when it comes to reading your Bible, God just loves to spend time with you and he's not mad at you if you forget or you get busy. He loves you. And so anytime that he gets to spend time with you, he's loving it. He's cherishing it. He's not looking down on you like you did something wrong. Luke 16.10 in the Passion Translation says, The one who faithfully manages the little he's been given will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. But those who cheat with the little, they don't quite do it and they know that they're not doing it and they don't really care. They will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. I mean, it just makes sense. So for example, say you're... 16 or older, and you have your driver's license, and you don't have a car of your own yet, but you ask your mom, you say, hey, mom, can I borrow the keys to your car? And while you're out, you treat her car with respect. You go the speed limit. You're abiding by the rules. You're not texting while you're driving, and you're going to where you're supposed to go, and you come back, and you're being faithful with that little, right? Eventually, your parents look at you, and they say, you know what? She has been so responsible. She has been so faithful. I think for her birthday, I think we can get her a car because I think she's ready for it. She's showing us that she's ready for it. She's making good choices. And so you are faithful in the little, just borrowing her car every once in a while. And now they see that you can be faithful and much more. So the one who faithfully manages the little he has been given will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. So when you're faithful in the small things, God will reveal your God-given gifts to you because you're ready to handle it. You're ready to take it on. Faithfulness is key though. We see this in the life of David. You know, the same David that fought Goliath, right? He didn't just start out as a mighty warrior, the king of Israel. He started out by being faithful in the fields with his family sheep. I don't know about you, but if I was in the field protecting sheep and a lion and a bear came to attack one of my millions of sheep, I can't say that I would fight it off with my bare hands just to protect that one sheep. I'm going to probably be running for my life. But that's not what David did. 
He took his job seriously. He wanted to do what was right. So do you know what he did when a lion and when a bear came up to attack one of his sheep? He fought off the bear and the lion with his bare hands. He did that way before he even fought Goliath. He was a young teenager. Nobody saw David protecting the sheep day in and day out, but he was obedient right where God had called him to be, doing what it is that God had called him to do. Actually, when God was calling David out to be king, did you know that he was overlooked for that job? He wasn't even thought of. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 16, that Samuel came to visit Jesse's family. Jesse is David's father. And to check out his sons to figure out, okay, who's going to be the next king? So Samuel gets to Jesse's house and Jesse begins to present his sons to Samuel. Eliab passes by and Samuel's first thought is, oh, this has got to be the one. But the Lord told Samuel, don't look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outer appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse calls for Abinadab and Samuel says, and of course I'm paraphrasing. Nope, not that one either. Then one by one, as Samuel checks off all of Jesse's sons, Samuel looks at Jesse and he says, The Lord has not chosen any of these to be king. Are there any other sons that you haven't told me about? Then Jesse replies, and again, I'm paraphrasing. Oh yeah, I didn't think about him. My youngest son David, he's now in the field watching over the sheep. So Jesse goes out and has somebody bring David in from the field. Then 1 Samuel 16, 12 says, So Jesse sent and brought him in. He was ruddy. He was very healthy, with bright eyes, and he was good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. See, David was faithful when nobody else was looking, except God saw David's heart. He saw David's faithfulness and his character, and God was the one to reveal David's God-given gift to him. So as we see here in the life of David, as you are faithful, your God-given gift will be revealed. Even after he's revealed that gift to you, continue to be faithful right where you are, even if you have not stepped into that God-given gift yet. Did you know that between the time that David was anointed king to the time that he actually stepped in to be king, it was almost 15 years. After David was appointed to be king, he went right back out into the field and continued to be faithful right where he was. Same thing is true for my life. You know, God called me into youth ministry. I knew from the time that I was 18 years old, I knew that I was going to be working with teens. And I did. Right away after working at the camp, I went into youth ministry. And I served, and I'm still serving, under our youth pastor and his wife at our church. And I've been serving in our youth ministry for 17 years. And this is where God has called me to be. But just a couple years ago, God laid it on my heart that I was going to be starting the Uncommon Teen Ministry. I waited about 15 years where God said, all right, this is the direction I want you to go. So you may be thinking, okay, Jamie, that sounds great, but how will I know what my God-given gifts are? I've been faithful where I'm at, but I'm still not sure. That's a great question, and I'm glad that you asked. You can begin to know your God-given gift by taking time to answer these three questions. Number one, when you go out in public or you walk in a room, What is the first thing that you notice? And I'm not talking about your friends. I'm not talking about people you know. I'm talking about like you look around. What is the first thing that you see? For me, it was teens who were hurting. Teens who were trying so hard to get people to like them that they were compromised. Teens who were even on fire for God. That's what I noticed. Number two, what is it, when you think about it, makes you righteously angry? Now, when I say righteously angry, know that there is a difference between unrighteous anger 
which is a sin, and righteous anger, which is not a sin. Unrighteous anger is directed towards people, and righteous anger is directed towards actions. Righteous anger is what we're talking about here. It's a response to sin, the mistreatment of others, or an attack on the kingdom of God. So what is it that makes you righteously angry? For me, it's seeing teens who are hurting or depressed. It's teens who have no hope and hate who they are. And that just it makes me so righteously angry that the enemy is coming after you all and trying to tear you all down. Because I want you to see that you are so created with a person and you are created with so much value. You know, one thing recently that made me righteously angry, and it still does, is what the enemy is trying to do with dividing our world. I go back and I think about the initial shutdown after COVID hit. It was Wednesday that we got word that we were going to have to shut down our church services for two weeks. That news hit me hard. Wednesday nights are when we have youth ministry. And like I said, I've been in youth ministry now for over 20 years, 17 years at our church. And my heart ached. How were we supposed to reach these teens if we couldn't even see them or connect with them? You know, even though in Tennessee today, everything is opening back up, there are still a lot of churches and places that aren't. And that breaks my heart. So I began to talk to God. I said, God, what can I do to reach these girls? And I began writing the Dare to Be devotional. That, by the way, you can find on Amazon and Kindle. A shameless plug right there. Then it evolved into creating the God Confident Girls course. And that eventually evolved into the Uncommon Teen podcast. See, I couldn't just sit back and do nothing. I had to step into my God-given gift and purpose and reach this generation that is alone and hurting and need to know that someone loves them. See, it was that righteous anger that led me to action. Number three, the last question I want you to think about is this. What makes your heart happy? What genuinely makes you tear up because it just so blesses you. For me, it's honestly seeing teens turn to Jesus, seeing them find hope in situations that seem hopeless. I go back to that night when God spoke to my heart when I was 18 years old and said I was going to be working with teens. I was talking to a group of girls from a youth home. They were hurting. They had been in homes with very rough situations. And I remember talking to them that night and sharing what Jesus had done in my life and seeing that light in their eyes for the first time. And they said, you mean I don't have to live like this? That's what makes my heart happy. All right, so I'm going to stop right there for part one of this part two. All right, I'm going to stop right there for this. All right, I'm going to stop right there for part one of this two-part series because I really want you to soak in those questions. And again, they are, when you go out in public or walk in a room, what do you see? Number two, what makes you righteously angry? Remember, this is a response towards sin, the mistreatment of others, or an attack on the kingdom of God. And the number three, what blesses your heart and makes you genuinely happy? Then, if you're brave enough, I want you to email me and let me know what you discovered while you're thinking about those questions. All the instructions for emailing me will be on the show notes to make it a lot easier for you. But all you have to do is just email ministry at gmail.com and just let me know. All right. So as we say, because it is so true, repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. 
All right, girls, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I want to share some really exciting news with you about our podcast. Because of all of you sharing this out to your friends, we now have over 3,500 downloads and are reaching teen girls in over 40 countries, spanning across five of the seven continents. And that, girls, is because of you. Thank you so much for sharing this out to your friends. You are making a big difference. And I am so incredibly proud of you because what you're doing when you share these messages with your friends is you're changing the lives of so many teen girls. Also, for those of you who have been asking, starting in the month of May, and maybe a little bit sooner, so be on the lookout, we are going to be adding, in addition to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, one to two minute daily encouragements. These are just bite-sized encouragements to help you get through your week. These will be sent out Tuesday through Friday with our podcast still being released on Mondays. All right, ladies, have a great week. And I look forward to having you join me again next week for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God, all while having a blast. If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.